When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time when I ever had so much fun. What's up, guys? Welcome to the newest episode of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson. I will be joined uh, shortly by Chris Williams. He did have to go a little early. Uh, He's got to pick up his daughter from daycare, uh, so we had to cut short a little early. Uh, I got some of your questions answered at the back end of of this, but it's just me talking for like 10 minutes, so don't don't be too anticipated um, or too excited to listen to that. But uh, did my best. See see if you guys enjoy it. Always uh, leave your feedback too. Just let me know. Uh, let me know what you guys think of what we're doing around here. What you want to see, uh, and we'll try to uh, listen to you the best we can. So, um, before we start, I do want to thank the Carl Auto Group. Uh, they are our premier partner at Always Race Day. They allow us. Uh, to do what we do and have as much fun as we can. And we've got some big things planned um, for 2023 uh, that we'll have ready for you at a later date. But if you're looking for a car, if you're looking for something to get you from point A to point B, look no further than the Car uh, Auto Group. Great people over there. They will take care of you as best as any dealership I've ever known. And they're fantastic just for letting us, uh, you know, run the site and everything. So I hope you guys check them out, follow them on Twitter, go to their website, look at what they've got to offer. You won't be disappointed. I guarantee it. And once again, thank you for listening. And I guess here we go. Uh, this is Chris Williams. All right, guys, we now bring on Chris Williams. He's fresh off his trip to Las Vegas uh, here to talk about some motors, shoot, motorsports for us. Uh, yes. How you doing? Great. I uh, really kind of a, a newsy couple of weeks in the dirt late model world, which is my, it's kind of my, my shebang. I, I was know, glad we- to see the Nick Hoffman move. That was good. That, about time. Uh, that excited me. Yeah, we're going to break down uh, just about everything we've heard in the past week. I can't wait to talk about the rosters. That's probably the most excited uh, from what I've been from the late model news. Um, and then on the uh, sprint car side, too, there's a lot happening um, last week as well as this week. And it's still ongoing. I'm sure things will change by the time you listen to this, but uh, we'll cover everything. Do you want to start with late models or do you want to save that for last? Whatever I, I kind of did because that's that's kind of my bread and butter. But I don't care where we start. I just the playoff thing's fascinating. What well, where I am I'm in your world, Connor. You you tell me where we're going, buddy. All right, we've talked. We've said too much about lay models, so we got to start there. Um, the Lucas Oil <laughs> Dirt Lay Model Series uh, basically announced a playoff um, for their 2023 season. Now 
the old traditionalist fan is going to sound off in the comments and throw every cuss word at them in the book because they don't like change. They don't like things getting bigger, different, whatever it may be. Um, basically looking at this, it's not your standard playoff. The points don't reset until the final race, which will be four guys. Basically they just made the last race of the season, um, much bigger, I guess instead of a hundred thousand to win if you're a title contender and you win that race you're winning 350 um but you got to race the full schedule to do that so they're basically incentivizing drivers to come over there for that massive massive uh points championship at the end and it's being held at El at uh, eldora so if you're good at eldora it gives you plenty of incentive to try and run that tour uh full-time Okay, so clarify this for me. To be involved in this chase, you basically have to be at those different rounds. You don't like have to be there the races before that. Is that correct? No, no. So it's the think of it like everything's the same with the schedule, the points. Once it gets to that round of 15 cutoff, you have to be in the top 15 in points. Once it gets to that next cutoff, you got to be in the top 12. Next cutoff, top eight. So you just have to be higher up in the points. And if you're racing every race and there's 12 full-timers, you're going to be in the top 15. You're going to be in the top 12. It's just a matter of getting up to race in the top four. And that's kind of the hard part because Tim McCready's ran that series. You know, all the guys that have been very competitive in that tour are probably uh, going to come back uh, sans Brandon Shepard, we're waiting on his decision to see where he goes, but it's going to be, it's going to look like the same thing. It's just the last race is now basically going to pay its winner anywhere from 300,000 uh, to 350 or 250 to 350, depending on where they would finish the last race. But the highest yeah, I mean, driver I, of the four is the one getting the title. I guess I don't have a huge opinion on this other than, um, it'll certainly make those last few events more interesting. I mean, I'm, I, I don't, and I am kind of your old late model purist. Like I, I loved the idea. Like when I was a kid where you would, you'd show up and you just didn't know who was going to be there that night. Cause they're hopping around and stuff like that. But there's so much more on the line now with streaming, right? Like, I mean, Flo's got a contract with these guys. You want to know that you're going to have X amount of, um, professionals in each field, and that's what this feels like to me. It's trying to secure that. Um, I saw some of the world of outlaw stuff that came out and like that word exclusive getting tossed around a lot. Right. And we saw last year, why, uh, with the Kyle Larson thing. And I understand why they're doing it. Uh, but that's what these things feel like to me. It's just like, there's so many more avenues now for these guys to go out and make a living where the sanctioning bodies now have to kind of protect themselves and protect their television partners, which was never really a thing in the past. And I, it, here's my thing on this chase. And I don't, I understand it, but I don't really understand it. If that makes sense. I think probably a lot of our listeners want to just are kind of like me and want to see it play out once because my guess is I always, I, I like to get to that race in Wheatland every year, the round of 15, one of the ones I, one of the first races I can get to. And, um, I'm guessing by the time we hit the August 26th race at Port Royal, we're all going to have like some pretty serious complaints 
about how this played out. And I guess my encouragement to late model fans be that's okay. Uh, because I would see this, I would rather see them be proactive, uh, in trying to move the sport forward. I think they did that. They had to swallow their pride last year with that flow racing thing. Connor, you knew how many times did I text you last spring losing my mind because of that godforsaken Mav TV plus app. This is the worst app in the history of apps. Uh, they had to swallow some pride there. And that's generally my biggest complaint of dirt racing is it's a bunch of really stubborn, passionate people who have a ton of pride and for them to do this, to make any sort of a change in payouts and points is a pretty big progressive move for a sport that doesn't really like to change. So it, I want to go by what you're saying. And I know you've talked to people who understand it a lot more than I do. If that's really the case, if we don't feel like it's going to change the racing much, um, then I'm all for it. I mean, it doesn't take a lot either to get into the top 15, does it? No, like, but I mean, the points, guy miss I think you're missing yeah, I, the points. The points don't change. Like it's, if you're in the top 15, you have the same amount of points. There's not like a reset where they all, where they all tie each other. So, so you could be 16th in Wheatland and be 11th at um, the I July 15th deal. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of stupid. So, what's the point? Just the last four, the final race. Okay, that's what I'm saying. They just beefed right. that, but they made it so you have to run every race to be able to be eligible for that. Whatever. Like Somewhat that. Of then, then my instinct. Too. No. Yeah, then my instinct was right that they're trying to just protect themselves from losing guys along the way. And you're not going to have as many pickers and choose, or maybe you'll have more. Maybe there's going to be some guys that be like, I don't want anything to do with this. And they'll go the other way. But yeah, I do want to, you know, squash some worries from people that think this is going to create like a dirty move to win a championship or something. I went to the Eldora Million last year. There were seven chances for Davenport. Um, why can't I think of who finished second? Was it McCready? Probably because all five finished one and then Overton throw him yeah, in there in yeah. Marler. Yeah. He basically Marler. one of those four win every time. So it was those last five guys that were on the lead lap and the late race restarts, and they had every chance to take any of each other out. No one did that. So no. I don't think this we're, is going to change. I think we're way past that in the sport. I mean, I just do the, I mean, the last, when's the last time something like that happened? Tyler Urban. All right, Gateway Dirt Nationals, the indoor race a couple weeks ago. Uh, I watched it. It wasn't for the win. I think it was out of, it was out of frustration, but. Was that the, uh, yeah, it was the I mean, carpenter and uh, I think it was Hudson. It was Hudson O'Neill. So yeah, I, that's my instinct is that we're seeing a lot of these sanctioning bodies. You can talk about the world of outlaws if you want, but they are trying to protect their entity. And I get it because there's just more involved in the gate now. Like you're going to, if, if whatever agreement Lucas oil has with flow, and then all of a sudden you're drawing a car count of, 15 cars and 10 of them are touring guys. Like, then that's a problem for flow. Why are they putting right to me? That's what we're looking at here. Absolutely. Have you seen the uh, world of allies roster for late models next year? 
No, I haven't. Let's run through this because I love doing the debate on which one's better. This is great. Let's well, go. Lucas Oil, uh, Lolio, Lucas Oil, the small guys over there. They got four guys committed right now. It's Tim McCready, Ricky Thornton Jr., Hudson O'Neill, and Devin Moran. Uh, no one else has officially came out and said they're running Lucas. So kind of small numbers for the little guys over there, Chris. It's okay. The big guys. And most people don't understand our inside joke, Connor, by the way, you're just going to piss off people at Lucas. So yeah. Well, you explain it at the end and then they they spend all that time getting all mad and they're like, Oh, he's just screwing with us. It's been a long running joke that I've said that the Lucas oil series is a better series than the world of outlaws. And Connor's been a fierce supporter of the world of outlaws. So there you go. So the, uh, the backing of that argument, uh, is something I wanted to touch on anyways. Um, because someone asked if the high limit series, uh, sprint car series that Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson are co-promoting, if that could ever take the hierarchy, the top spot of the top sprint car racing series in the country. And the whole reason we have this inside joke is because late models don't really have that. And it hurts the sport because there's not one that everyone watches every week. They're going to different races. They're going to different TV channels. They're going to different streaming avenues, different different everything. You basically don't know who's going to show up where uh, unless they're running mm -hmm. a series full time and there's so many series to watch. So it's kind of an issue with that. And I don't think the world of allies would ever fall off that pedestal in the sprint car world. And you don't want that. You really don't. You like that brand. It's there. There's ways you can make it better. Voice your opinions. That's my only advice on that. But so I'm thinking when I'm getting into late models um, and getting into what the sport is. I'm like, well, wouldn't the world of outlaws be bigger? Like I barely hear anything about this Lucas deal and they have the top sprint car series. So like wouldn't the outlaws late models be bigger. And at the same time, Brandon Shepard's kicking everyone's ass in the outlaws and going to Lucas shows, winning those. And he's just running the world of outlaws flag all the way around Chris's head. We were doing laps around Chris in 2020 uh, dude since so this the cars were so bad though his competition was terrible it's like throwing alabama in the mac <laughs> watching him play like honestly i like how are you so blind to see the different to not see the difference in those two series i'm so now you're right four now. years i think the first year i was getting into it and we had ricky weiss was with you the were outlaws. you were blinded Blumquist, by the brand bloomquist was with the outlaws all the big names were never won it doesn't it's matter he was just there i don't think i've ever i don't think i've seen bloomquist win a race Oh God, I have. I Definitely not when I was at. Every night you go, it's him or Moyer. Right. One of the two. Him or Moyer. Yep. Rick Eckert, he won a lot back in the day. Someone's going to be pissed that I said Bloomquist sucks, and that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, the World of Outlaws roster for next year. So we got Nick Hoffman uh, joining them. Ryan Gustin is back. Brent Larson is back. Todd Cooney is going to run with the outlaws chris madden peyton freeman really excited for him saw him a lot on the hell tour uh max blair is running with boom briggs two card team tanner I saw and, that yep um gordy gundaker hasn't announced it uh last he told me uh that he was planning on coming back with the outlaws this year so expect him back i would assume dennis herb jr is going to come back and try to repeat for the title um and josh richards is still without a ride and we're still waiting on the brandon shepherd decision i think that's the big domino to fall uh out of these two what do you think uh about that roster so far i think it's fine i mean it it's got a lot of really maddens the the pride 
dog of that group, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's. I mean, he would be the favorite of that roster. Yeah, he, if he would have ran full like time, he, if he would have ran full time this year, he probably would have won won the whole thing easily. Yeah, that's a it's a good roster. It just lacks the uh, like the 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 big the big big dog. But yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily great for the series. Did you say Gustin? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad he's going to be back there. Listen, I I don't necessarily need the big names, honestly. Like it got to a point last year. If Jonathan Davenport was in a race, it was less appealing for me to watch. Just, just being honest, like it, it's it's different than like when Larson's in a sprint car race because that's not normal, right? So it's like, oh, Larson's here. What's he gonna do? You have to watch it. When Davenport is in a late model race now, it's just kind of like, God, you know, Vegas had an odd on this. He's minus six hundred, right? And it just makes it not that. So like to me, what the the Ross laid out is very appealing because I feel like 10 of those guys could win it on any night, which isn't that, I mean, that's what we always talk about with racing. It's formula one versus NASCAR, right? Like that's what you want out of a series. Yeah. So I'm absolutely. okay with that. Yeah. It's just the, the key will be who, how many of these guys and like, what does this Lucas oil thing do? How many of these guys decide they still want to pick and choose? Right. Cause that's the key. What, what about the race XR deal? What's their situation? Uh, now they purposely schedule races like off of Lucas weekends and I haven't consolidated okay. those schedule. I don't think they have a conflict though. Okay. I that was my that. question. Yeah. They only have, no, 13, you don't they only have 13 races um, next year. They dropped from like 22 or 25 to 13. So we'll see how that works. That, that Stuart date is TBA on their schedule. Um, but it's the same weekend. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them in Iowa again. Uh, I haven't seen a Castro flow, uh, late model series schedule, uh, out yet either. So we'll get, we'll those get tend more. to not compete either. So yeah, yeah, when do you expect these guys, these guys have got to make decisions here soon, right? Um, I mean, some of them just, they go run in the Southeast cause none of the shows, conflict with each other and they get out of it and then they make their decision. So they, I mean, the outlaws had like what, 19 guys that said they were full-time Simpson said he was full-time with the outlaws during the first race last year. So, I mean, they all go into and it then they and like, a... if we have a good enough week, we'll keep going, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It, it does feel like the sports in a really good spot though. I agree with you. I've always thought that, that that was the thing between the late models versus the um, sprint cars. But now like the older I get, it's kind of like, I appreciate them both for what they are. Like it really does. And I'm not trying to be snarky. It always has felt to me like the outlaws are really, really high and like tier two product to Lucas oil. But, but I've oftentimes enjoyed outlaw shows more because regional guy, like I like really good regional racing, right? Like that's my bike. I'd rather go to an MLRA or an SLMR race most of the time. Uh, cause I like that level. And I like the fact that, like you said, like a Chris Simpson could, I mean, he, he's won big shows. He, he's probably not a great example, but his brother, Chad, or that a lot of those guys can just show up at, a, at an outlaw show and really compete where, wow when they're going up against Davenport and Overton and like Marler, it's like, they just haven't seemingly had a shot. It's the same five guys and they put on a hell of a show. 
mean, I saw one of the greatest races of my life in Davenport last year, right? When Hudson O'Neill, I mean, that was a, a phenomenal race. I, I love the Lucas Oil Series. I've been a brash defender of it for a decade now. But the outlaw roster that you laid out for me seems like it'll be really, really competitive, which is at the end of the day, what I want. I'm a, I'm just a late model fan. I just want to see really good races. I don't, Moyer is not really in the game anymore. I I'm, I'm so old school with him. Um, until junior comes along and starts showing the ability to win some races, then I'm probably not going to really have a much of a favorite driver. So I just want the best races possible. And you may be onto something with your outlaws this year, based on that roster you laid out. For sure. Real quick, before we get into uh, sprint cars, this makes three crown jewel late model races at Aldora uh, over the course of the year. Is it too much? Is it oversaturation? Yeah, it's too much. And it absolutely is because you want fans at different areas of the country to be able to see some of those races. In my opinion, that's what makes them different. Three is too much. Two of them. I absolutely understand, but um. I mean, it's, there's a reason why they're going there because it, it makes money and it's really good racing. And clearly the facility is probably, you know, the best in the country, depending on who you talk to, but they, that it waters all of them down. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you agree? Yeah. And my open suggestion suggestion to them would be have like a true NASCAR playoff points format and then hold the finale at Bristol dirt. That's, that's me speaking from my heart. Yeah, I would fight you on the Bristol dirt thing, but I like the concept. Yeah, they're not I going like back the there this year. You hear about that? Yes, they're I did. Not, I heard not about a that single last one of the dirt series. It, it made me cry. Not me. Oh man, <laughs> I, I wish you would have raced at a dirt track. Especially that Larson one. That Larson run back to the front is. I mean, oh, it was a long time. That was epic. I'll give you that. That one was epic, but. If I never see a late model race at Bristol for the rest of my life, it will not bother me a bit. <laughs> All right. So Larson and Sweets High Limit Sprint Car Series uh, is announcing its schedule. Uh, they're doing they so they hyped everyone up there like Monday night seven o'clock. We're going to announce something, and they announced three races at a time. One of those though is Burlington. Um, so I'm excited for that. There's it will be Knoxville opens its local season. The outlaws come the next week. And then the Tuesday after that, the high limit series races at Burlington. So excited for that, for Iowa racing fans. It's a big get for them. Uh, I believe that one's paying 23,000 to win. Their season opener is paying 50. Um, they've announced six races so far. So they're doing three a day. Um, and there is some rumors that high limit could be sanctioning the middle the wednesday thursday uh days of the king's royal at eldora are not world of outlaws sanctioned this year so there's some rumors mm. that, that thursday race is going to be a very high paying sprint car race um that we haven't seen a figure like that in sprint car racing if you can read between the lines of what i'm saying um but there's, there's some rumors that High Limit is sanctioning it. I don't have any confirmation that they will or not. I guess we'll probably find out tomorrow, but we're recording this on Tuesday. So, well, you just gave me an idea. Like, why don't I mean, I, I understand you have to match up with schedules with the so it'd be like with the Lucas Oil, with the World of Outlaws and whatnot. But why doesn't like Larson and Sweet team up with Flow on the? Tuesday night thing and do late model slash 
sprint shows and you could you would get more of a gate it would be a better television product and you'd probably be able to pay more because of that yeah i'm with you um i do know it's like from everyone that works on tracks that i've ever talked to they said like preparing a track to race sprint cars and lay models on the same day okay. is so difficult yeah one well, you talk to our friends at boone and they they learned that that first year with the hawkeye on like they'd never prepped a track for open late models before <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they'd only done the, the spec IMCA ones. And it was like a total nightmare for them. And then and, and our friend Bobby Pierce talked about racing it too. Like how he gave you that great quote. I, it was it last year or the year before, but it was this phenomenal quote on, on that. Might so I, I understand. Before. Yeah. I'm just looking at like television products, right? Cause that's where this is going. And like, to me, like that would be, super appealing to me. You know what news really caught my eye this week that got me really fired up was the SRX going to ESPN on Thursday nights. Yeah. I, d- I didn't even have that written down. Yeah. See, like to me, that's brilliant because they, that whole deal, it's always going on like during the NBA playoffs and I'm watching it. Cause I'm a geek and you're a racing geek, right? But you're competing yeah. with NASCAR. It, dude, it was so hard. Them. It was so hard to watch Saturday nights in the summer. It's loaded. Just never, yeah. There's so much stuff going on. Like, cause you and I are dirt guys, right? So I'm way more interested in the Lucas oil show that night than I, and I, but that's a product that I really want to pay attention to. Cause I think it's really cool. And I like bringing the old guys back and I love what Tony's trying to do with that. And it also makes sense that Tony Stewart would get in bed with Kyle Larson and Brad sweet with this thing to answer your previous question. Totally makes sense. But I guess Connor, like to me, that is brilliant. Like that's going to take that series to another level. It's never going to be NASCAR. It's not trying to be, but putting it on Thursday nights, prime time. Oh, we're competing with major league baseball now. Okay. Maybe yeah. you're competing with like the Thursday night of a three night world of outlaw show. Okay. But it's just so much more manageable. And yeah, I just, I know that again, that's a series I always throw on the DVR and I end up watching about 20% of what I want. That number will go from 20 to about 75 this year. Yeah. And that's a big thing with the midweek stuff. And I know that the stereotypical dirt fans sitting at their computer or phone and, and screaming like, why doesn't NASCAR ever do any midweek stuff? They've tried the ratings on Sunday, just dwarf every other time slot you can put them in these, you know, dirt series never really, they don't want to run on a Sunday afternoon, right? It's not tangible to run during the day in the summer on a Sunday, um, they're running midweek, they're running Saturdays and the midweek stuff has emerged so much. And thank God we named the site always race day. Cause all that stuff's coming now. And <laughs> you basically don't have to go two days without watching a race. Just compare it to, um, the world we live in daily Connor and college football games used to be on Saturday and every once in a while you would have a, one game on Thursday or look at the NFL. I mean, the NFL is how many days a week now? Like we're getting into, we got Saturday games, we got Thursday games, we got Sunday games, we got, and it's all because of television. And I'm telling there, there's going to be a point and maybe it's this year. There's a come to Jesus moment with our sport and dirt racing where they got to get their shit together as far as how to handle media, as far as how to, put out proper information and they've got to go from like the 
um, you know, the real blue collar that we all grew up in dirt track Saturday night. And this whole thing will have to be different because that's where we're heading to. It's like, there's going to, we're not there yet. The next TV deal that dirt vision and well, they don't, they own the world of outlaws. So it's a little bit different, which is a brilliant business model on there. And they were way ahead of the curve, but the next deal that like Mav signs with flow, it'll, there'll be like real negotiations. Yeah. And it's going to be like a real sport. And when that, the, the sport needs to be ready to take off at that point, once more money's getting pumped into this thing. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think we're on the cusp of it happening soon. And and for those people that might not understand Chris, he's not saying like everything's going to get, I mean, stuff's already, a lot of stuff is sponsored. I, that might be a turnoff. Sometimes I usually just say like, shoot, okay, whatever. This is sponsored by this person now. Well, that's people putting money in the sport and you got to be really professional as a series, I would say, and get ready for that and hype it up. Like it's the next race is the Super Bowl. The next race is always the Super Bowl. And that's the best way to think about it. Um, social media wise, everywhere like that. We're not calling out any, any series or employees or anything like that for what they know. It's just like, it, that's, it's that's where transition. At. we're right on that cusp. It, Cause there's another thing too. And I always reference when I was a kid going to races, but it's where I come from. And I think our listeners will understand it. I remember going to races and we're like, Oh my God, this thing pays $10,000 to win, man. Everybody's going to be here. Uh, that hasn't changed while well, the costs of everything have gone up. And these guys are going to start looking at these broadcast networks and like, well, are my sponsors necessarily paying me more for some of them? Maybe and, and that's happening all... a little bit. That's already happening Good. a little bit. Uh, Sheldon Hottenshield had a lot of strong statements about that. I, and I would say like the start money's gotten better. The number of 10 thousands to win is like, that's a minimum now. Yeah. Uh, it better be. Yeah. It, it better be. Cause there's more money in, and that's just going to keep growing. So that's my point. Like the infrastructure within these sports has got to, continue to grow. I gotta, I gotta go get my kid. All right, brother. You're all good. Chris is, uh, getting this kid from where daycare. Daycare. Yeah. I gotta go get her. She's, if she's the last one sitting there, she, uh, she feels like, um, you know, Dick trickle back in the day when he was <laughs> car is. So right. I, oh, I just pissed somebody off. I that wasn't a <laughs> shot at Dick trickle. I swear. All right. Thank you, brother. Good, yeah, thanks good for show today. We'll do another one soon. All right. Absolutely. All right, guys, if you listen to that, that was me and Chris Williams, uh, publisher of alwaysraceday.com. Appreciate you guys listening to it. He's, we're, we're really crunched on time uh, just with everything going on. Obviously, college sports uh, is his full-time job, and we're sitting here trying to fit some racing into it during the offseason. So I wanted to get on here uh after we did that interview to answer uh, a couple questions uh since you guys took the time to leave them um but yeah just me hope you uh hope you enjoy this i'll try to put on my best uh josh pate face if you know uh who that is he does fantastic work you guys uh if you like college football check him out uh just look his name up on youtube um we got one from the dingus drunk that says based off the schedule that has been released for high limit racing, what is your way too early prediction for it moving forward after this upcoming season? Uh, what's the ceiling? Will it stay kind of where it's at, or can it come close to being the new go-to sprint car series? Um, and I talked about that a little bit uh, during the Chris part of this, but basically the Outlaws have 
such an entity uh, over sprint car racing as a whole. And that brand is known by all the big dogs. You know, they, they, all the drivers, all the people working in NASCAR, if they have a free Saturday night, they're going to turn on the World Valleys race if they have dirt vision. And more of them have it than what you think. Um, that, that brand and like that name recognition is invaluable today because if you're if you go up to someone next week and ask them about the high limit sprint car series they probably won't know what you're talking about uh, depending on you know maybe very specific factions uh, of the country and where you're at um they probably won't know what you're talking about though a casual person at your local grocery store you know there's a better chance that they're going to hear what the world of allies is before that um, now, where can High Limit go? What can they do? I'm kind of waiting for the schedule release and stuff to see where they're starting out and stuff like that. I don't know what their goal is uh, with the High Limit series. You know, we've seen the Flow Racing Late Model series. It hasn't expanded. It hasn't grown. Um, and I don't want to say that it hasn't taken steps forward. It hasn't gone up in number of races or number of days they're taking racers away from being off the road and taking a night off and stuff like that so if that's truly what they wanted to make the series for then i don't think they'll expand it but things change you know what's true today can be false tomorrow and in a year uh, we'll check in and we'll, we'll see we'll see what they uh what they do how successful this was in 2023 what racers uh opt to race full-time in the outlaws and go four four times with high limit or three with high limit and one other one or, or what gets approved and, and everything like that so i think it's We'll wait and see, but I, I don't anticipate them trying to knock off the world of allies. That's just me. Um, and that's not, I've never asked uh, Kyle or Brad um, about that specifically. So next time I talk to one of them, maybe I'll uh, pick their brain on that. But I don't think that, I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I, I really don't. Um, Josh Gerlich left like 17 questions and I want to make sure I got all of them here. Um, do we really have to wait two more months for sprint cars? It's actually only one month and like 27 days. So we're really close. So no, we don't. Um, high limit coming to 34 raceway is a pretty cool deal. Any chance for Knoxville stop for that series? I really don't think so. What they've, and I didn't get to touch on this with Chris, is what they have been doing with their schedule is going to some tracks that the world of allies don't, haven't really historically raced at at least in recent years um eagle raceway i was in omaha last year i went to a nebraska baseball game with some of my friends and i saw this ad for eagle raceway i'd never heard of it like call me stupid call me whatever i got got really deep into covering dirt in 2021 so i'm basically a two-year guy and that was last summer was the first time i had ever even heard of the name eagle raceway um so they're going to that track they're going to kokomo where the world of allies haven't put on their schedule um whether that's safety whether it's i don't want to blame the fans there but um 
y'all know more about that debate, I guess, than I do probably, I would think. But the World of Outlaws haven't, you know, haven't gone back to Kokomo. A lot of people want them to go back to Kokomo. That's been a whole thing. So they end up going there. They're going to Tri-City. That's Gordy, uh, Gordy Gundaker's family owns that track, uh, I believe, and um, 34 Raceway in Burlington as well. Um, but the World of Outlaws do race there uh, once a year usually. So Burlington got is has got a all of the big tours this year. I think they've got the Outlaws, High Limit, All-Stars. Um, I can't remember if, I believe it's the Outlaw Late Models are going there. I don't think it's Lucas. It might be. So correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, or I'm sure I'll click into my document right after I get off the stream and see this. But um, I'm really, really excited for those guys. I'm, I'm gonna try to do a story on the promoter down there. I know they're, it's all been single day shows, but what can you ask for uh, in Burlington, Iowa? And uh, with how that track was the first time I went there, it, it continued and continued to improve. So I really like what they're doing there. I'm very happy for that track. and. I, I don't see High Limit coming to Knoxville. I could be wrong, but I don't see them coming there. Um, Josh also asks, I feel the fact that signing the World of Outlaws Platinum Agreement uh, isn't mandatory to race all of the World of Outlaws races. That gets glossed over too much when discussing driver freedom. Yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Josh. You can race every single World of Outlaws race on the schedule, and this year you're not going to have that uh, February at Volusia into March, all the way out in California to run six races on weekends. You know, you're not getting uh, getting anything like that. Um, and I would also say with High Limit, I wouldn't be surprised to see them race in California. Brad and Kyle are both from there. I, I would almost, I'd be shocked if they didn't have a California race later in the season at one of those tracks uh, that the world of outlaws isn't going to this year. I think there is one, I think it was Thunderbolt. I, I know the city names better. Uh, and I'm at the end of my work day today, honestly, my brain's just flying with everything, everything different. So, um, but yeah, you, any driver can run <clears throat> all, uh, I think it's 89 scheduled this year. Uh, they can run the whole world of outlaws series. They don't have to sign a platinum agreement. Um, they can run the whole thing. And I mean, this year you can run the whole thing and race wherever you want and get the old purse, get the, I think it's what, $150,000, $200,000 to win the series. So, uh, I mean, theoretically you, you could still do that. And I mean, that part of it is like, we used to not have that when Kyle Larson came back and was, um, after COVID when he was running, uh, all those races, he had gotten higher and higher in World of Outlaws point stands, I th standings. I think he got up to eighth, and eventually he was asked about it. And you know, it's that platinum agreement thing. You, you don't have the platinum sign platinum agreement with the Outlaws, you can't win the title. Um, I, with how I read the release and how I took it, I think you can win the championship without signing a platinum agreement but you wouldn't get the tow money you wouldn't get um the extra end of the year bonus money and i don't think they're doing the bonus program this year so that's less of a concern but i think now at least if you ran every race you could win the title so i think that's a really cool aspect because I, I think the points championship should just be based off of who's running in the races and, and things that happen on the track i don't think it should be signed before the season starts or anything um 
like that at least just just so if someone showed up and ran all 90 they and they won a lot and raced well and were consistent they could win the title that's the only uh reason i have for that um his last question i guess it was his first one but i read them backwards uh he says we need a lay model suck hoodie so i can spread the word year round uh, i just want to give you guys a reminder you know get your uh get your shirts the link is in our twitter bio it's right up there at the top um go go over there get your shirts uh do it in time for the holidays i believe if you order um in the next few days you can still get it by christmas i don't know that for a fact though so don't quote me on it um but yeah and let us know if uh there's anything you want shirts made if you want us to create a shirt about your favorite driver stuff like that and we can talk it out and see if it's possible um it doesn't cost us any money to come up with ideas and uh make designs that will eventually be printed on shirts so uh with that, thank you. Uh, if you've bought a shirt already, appreciate it a lot. Um, thank Carl Auto Group. Follow them on Twitter. Um, and thank you guys a ton for listening. We'll have more on High Limit uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And I'm going to try to do a podcast with someone, either Damon, Josh, or Chris probably, um, about the full High Limit schedule when that comes out. Um, or maybe if it's, if it's the big two days at Eldora in the middle, uh, maybe we'll do that uh right after that announcement so we'll just see how the cookie crumbles down to it um and see what we can uh figure out with that so with that thank you again guys uh, enjoy the rest of your week uh, i'm working on trying to track down all the races in australia going on too uh so we can talk to you a little bit about that i know carson macedo's already won one uh down under so We'll see how everything plays out. It is an exciting off season in the sport of dirt racing. I'm glad we could talk all about it. Um, I keep delaying the outro here, but uh, big shout out as well to Brett Moffat going uh, full time for the first time in a couple seasons in the Xfinity in the Xfinity series next year uh, for AM Racing. We're going to try to get him on the show soon too. Uh, love Brett; he's a great guy. I uh, can't wait to see what he does. So, thanks again, guys, for listening, and enjoy the rest of your week.